welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in reverse order. From the last episode to the first episode. Or as we like to say here, we have to go back words with one of our hosts, Chad Wago. And he's never seen Lost before. Thank you for that introduction, David K. Jones. I have indeed never before watched Lost, except in connection with re- the recording of this year's podcast, and I like to watch it especially with one of our other hosts, AJ Nieves. Yo, what up everybody, and welcome to this week's What's Up With That Bro. So this week we're considering Season 3, Episode 10, Trisha Tanaka is Dead. The discovery of an old wrecked car on the island leads Hurley on a mission of hope. Kate and Sawyer reunite with the fellow castaways. Kate remains unsure about leaving Jack behind. So that's a general a synopsis, but this week we get a Hurley episode. Yeah. It's a very fun. lighthearted episode. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Um, like, overall, like, uh, before we even get into the episode, I love the Hurley episodes. They they have, like, a general comedic tone and vibe to them compared to some of the other episodes which seem a little bit more serious. Yeah. But overall, I, I kind of view hugo as a tragic figure like even though like you know it's it's painted sort of that way like comedically but but um there's a lot of stuff that we'll get into this week but it's it's crazy he is kind of he's kind of tragic for everything that happens in his personal life and uh, everything else that surrounds him winning this money and all that stuff like death yeah (laughs) (laughs) like death death surrounds him as pointed out by the woman that we'll be discussing as well in this. Mm-hmm. A shysty, shady... <laughs> uh, psychic. Psychic. Yeah. yeah. I think go. it's like all psychics, though. <laughs> Do you guys believe in the mystic arts? <laughs> uh, I believe in Doctor Strange, the master of the mystic arts. <laughs> no, I, I, th- I think that uh, all you know, psychic phenomena can be real. I think that most people are faking. Yeah. But I believe it can be real. Yeah, I, I believe so, too. I believe in it, but I think you're right. I think there's more charlatans than there are genuine articles. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you, you'll have a dream, and that you know gives you a little hint of the future or something. Like, that That can happen. Like a premonition? Yeah. Have you guys had that? Not really. Uh, I've never had a premonition, but I, I don't want to say I have an active danger sense, mm. but uh, I, I do have a... Uh, it, it's okay. Like... Uh, a lot of times when I'm like napping in the car or something and someone else is driving, uh, I'll wake up just in time to tell them that another car is trying to change to our lane. <laughs> You've got danger sense. Yeah. yeah. Like my body sense. is especially attuned to not dying. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I would like to avoid death. Yeah. It's spidey sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's essentially what it is. Like we we just bastardized it and turned it into danger sense. <laughs> For our own purpose. It's the very generic version of it. <laughs> it's the uh, it's the Western family to your, gen- I don't know, your whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. Well, Western family is a brand. It's like the generic brand that you find at Foodland. Yeah. I should have said Great Value. That's more. <laughs> or Safeway Select. No. Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, there you go. It's the Safeway Kirkland's Select. Kirkland's Best. <laughs> it's Kirkland's Best Spider Sense. <laughs> uh, so this episode opens up with, uh, with Three Dog Night playing by shambhala on the radio yeah. and we get an intro to uh into a young slimmer hurley uh hugo and uh we get a chance to see I-, I believe this is what is the beginning of um what we see with with hugo's father at least um i think this is the episode he's introduced based on what we see i don't know he might come into yeah. play again but 
it feels like it is. Right. It's like you're getting yeah, especially the way that it was revealed, where like his voice is coming from off camera, hmm. so that when we see him on screen, it's supposed to be a surprise. Oh, my favorite. My favorite. <laughs> Uh, any lost episode that has Cheech Marin in it, <laughs> sign me the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I think there's two. <laughs> Maybe three. I think three. Yeah. Wow. For all there's three of those. There's this one and then on two more in season no. six. Oh, yeah. He doesn't come back until like way late. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't come back until they're uh, in the uh, sideways, right? I think, I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit when... When they get back from the islands, maybe some season five and some season yeah. six flash sideways. There's like some oceanic six shit that happens, and yeah. he's like making a sandwich with turkey oh, and yeah, caviar. That's right. When they bring uh, when they bring Saeed's dead body to the to the mansion, right, right, somehow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's kind of nice. It's we get this intro into Hurley's life, and uh, right away we're kind of clued into what kind of father Hurley has. His father David, played by Cheech Marin, is is an absentee father of someone who has promised to work on a car with him and then ends up disappearing to Las Vegas and, and doesn't come back for 17 years. So that's, that's the world of, uh, of Hugo. We also get a, a, a glimpse into um, maybe what Hugo uses to comfort himself. Oh. Right? He gets that, the last thing that he receives from his father before his father leaves is a, is a candy bar. And you kind of see it at the uh, end of that, that cold open where it's just like he sees his dad like disappear around the corner on his Omaha bike or whatever. <laughs> and then like, and then he just, you just, he see him take a bite of that candy bar and it goes from disappointment to, okay, this is, this is my jam yeah. right now. It's just kind of interesting. So uh, you could see that he kind of uses that to medicate himself or, or, you know, or to get those good feelings. Cause Papa's gone. Yeah. And it's this is one of those prequel things where like oh this is how we explain why Hurley's so fat yeah which is here's an interesting question did we need that explanation <laughs> like it, it, there's no explanation on why anybody's yeah. thin or really fit <laughs> on the show right or somebody's pretty muscular yeah. I'm not I don't, I'm not trying to make a case for or against or whatever I'm just saying that that is that seems kind of odd but I don't know maybe yeah. maybe maybe not maybe maybe it's fine because I I, I think that. We've gotten explanations from each of the characters for why they are blank, mm-hmm. with, with the blank being whatever their uh, quote-unquote defining characteristic is supposed to be. Right. What this episode shows us is that the writers thought that Hurley's defining characteristic is fat. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That, that they have to give like a secret episode. origin for why he's fat. Yeah. yeah. The same way that they gave uh, a secret origin for why Sawyer's name is Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. Well, also to popular psychology, I don't know how much we want to read into this, but we could spend a few moments on this. Like the idea of him being a, a larger person or being fat is he's using this candy bar and whatever, probably f- just food in general to, to replace his dad, to replace missing his dad. So he uses it for that and probably he also uses it to, to protect himself because like, you know, you find, you know, you've just been abandoned by your pop. You watch him right off into the sunset and then you just eat. Besides comfort, you also need to protect yourself. So you need to make yourself, um, I don't know what the word is, unattractive to the outside world. Because your dad doesn't love you, so who could love you? So let's just lean yeah. into this. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. That could be me be going to pop psychology for this. but I think that's a thing that people do sometimes. It's like, oh, 
I'll, to, in order to avoid having people leave me, I will make sure that they don't even want to be around me in the first place. Perfect. Yeah. And that that's, I'm so glad you stated it that way. Cause that's kind of what we see in Hurley. But amazingly, like throughout the show, he is kind of, do we see that in Hurley? I feel like it's the opposite for Hurley. Yeah, like he's, he's so, so friendly. Yeah, Hurley like Hurley wants people to be yeah. around him as much as possible. And we kind of see like his dad. Well, he gets like his dad comes up and he says like, "Hey, dude, we're gonna work on that car." But like his dad has that. He's imbued him with that that personality sort of, mm. where he's kind of he's just an overall affable dude. Yeah. So I think sometimes people can go either way, or they can go like, multiple ways. I don't think it's binary in terms of like. So like the the overweight part, it, it's it's a it's a symptom of something hmm. that's going on within him. But then um, but then it's not doesn't define it doesn't define his character right. as this you know this sullen person. But in a way, he kind of like those you still see shadows of that affecting him and his relationships throughout the show. I think because um, we I don't think this is the first time. Well, I don't know if this is the first time we see him interact with food, but I think it comes back at some point in the series, if we haven't seen it already. Um, his relationship with food on the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, he makes that aioli thing like, yeah. in one of those episodes. When the Dharma Initiative makes him a chef. Or I guess Sawyer makes him the chef. Right, 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 right. I see. Yeah, so he doesn't get a chance to work on his car with his dad. Um, they're supposed to fix it up and go to the Grand Canyon? I see. Have you guys ever gone on a road trip with your dad? No. Not one-on-one. Huh. I don't think I have either. I no. think the closest I've ever gotten to a road trip with my dad was uh, when we're when I was younger. Uh, my dad, no, I don't think it was my dad's friends. I think it was my mom's friends would rent a beach house up on the North Shore every summer mm. uh, for like a week or two. Right. And then would drive up. So it's like, it's about as much of a road trip as you can get on Oahu. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, actually thinking about, like, um, when we when I was when I was a kid, like, me and my sisters used to drive with my dad to Waianae, which is, <laughs> which yeah. is, again, about so, as much of a road trip as you can get. Here on the island, yeah. So we used to drive out there every, like, every so often to go visit my uncle and them. But that was, like, that was a fun road trip. We would play, like, fun kid games and stuff <laughs> in the car. But, yeah, it wasn't like a father-son road trip. It was, like... Me and my sisters are there, so it's was, it was still fun, though. Yeah, so. in Hawaii, you can't play that road trip game where you <laughs> try to find all the different state um, license plates. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, I can see how that would be a thing. Yeah, down here, it's just like, well, uh, who's the first one to spot a California? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah who's, who can see Washington? Whoever sees a Washington first, 10 points. Yeah. You have to get a special permit if you want to keep your out-of-state license plates. And yeah. Most people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So David Hurley's father uh, mm-hmm. makes the point of this episode, and this is apparently there. There's uh, this comes back throughout the episode, so they had to make it maybe the mission statement of the show, where he says you make your own luck. He tells them that um, while they turn the ignition to this car that Hurley believes doesn't work, and he says, you know, why would we even try if we know it doesn't work? He says because we need hope, or people, you know, people need hope, or general something like something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is amazing because we carry that into the island story this episode, which uh, which is nice that they have that connection. But but yeah, it's kind of nice that that theme was running running strong with uh, with Hurley, and I think that's that's a that's a very strong theme or something that's centered around the Hurley character in the show in general. He becomes the next you know um, Jacob of the island, and it's one that's a rule that's marked by good. And I don't think you can have a truly good run as a 
as leader of the island if you're if you're not in if you're not instilling or not even instilling but if, if if the concept of hope isn't a thing you know does that make sense yeah yeah well you need hope to be an inspiring figure yeah so there you have it we get a we get a scene of hugo recanting his experiences to libby's grave mm-hmm. um i don't know if we, we can say about that scene anything jump out to you guys this is the first time that we've seen libby since the uh since the sideways right right yeah, that's right. When when he finds her in that that uh that mental institution. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So how, so if you had to guess, Chad, how she died, what would you say? Oh, that's a good yeah. one. Uh, I believe that uh, she got poisoned by mm. another. Oh, nice. Okay. I'll let that one. So it wasn't something where it's like she was killed on purpose. It was just something where they were trying to kill people. Ah. Uh. And she was just the one that died. Some somebody somebody had poisoned the watering hole, or something like that. Yeah. Ah, somebody had poisoned that like that one. <laughs> the water tarp. That yeah. water tarp. Is that what you said already? No, uh, no, I just said poison. Yeah, I oh. said watering hole. <laughs> you said watering hole. Yeah, we had yeah. the water tarp where Kate bathes herself after sex, yeah, and everyone she, drinks out of it. Yeah, and and she drinks out of it. <laughs> and you could totally poison that. So I think what we're coming to find out is Kate's. Kate sex sweat sweat cures poison. <laughs> it's poison. <laughs> it's like if 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 you don't want to die from poison, you have to lick Kate directly after sex. <laughs> she's uh she's she's part toad. I think that's what we come to find out. Yeah, so Hugo says that he's cursed. I don't know. Well even before well before we even get into the, the whole Hugo says he's cursed thing, he he runs into Charlie on the beach, and he, they end up speaking for a little bit. And Charlie uh, confesses to him that uh, he's a little down because he's found out that uh, Desmond has foreknowledge of his impending death. But it doesn't seem to shock or change anything in Hugo. Why is that? No, he said the, that everyone around him dies because uh, of his curse. Yeah. So he's been oh, yeah. expecting all of the people that he's friends with on the island to die. Uh, and that ties back into the, like, you know, like, staying away from people thing. Hmm. Yeah. So he's an affable person, but he still kind of has, like, a bleak worldview, if, if that's what he believes. Like, yeah. he believes that all these people... And it's almost... I don't know how you guys feel about this, but it's almost like a, a self-absorbed viewpoint, too. Because that means that nobody has any agency. Nobody is, nobody is able to make their own choices because they're all tied into this curse that's attached to you, which mm-hmm. is right. Hurley. So Hurley kind of, it almost seems like a self-absorbed thing to think. Well, but I think because he really, really believes that it's true that they're going to die, then, you know, he's trying to do the right thing by keeping people away from him. Yeah. So in his mind, he's saving people at the cost of any kind of personal relationship or any kind of relationship at Mm -hmm. all to himself. Yeah. I could see, I could see that being the case. That's interesting. Yeah, also we get that fucking weird campy moment where Vincent runs out <laughs> to the shore with a human arm. Yeah. And a key and a key with a rabbit's foot on it. Yeah. That and that's yeah. the arm of Roger Workman. Roger Workman. Mm-hmm. No, be... that that's his job title, you blockhead. <laughs> it's Roger Workman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the the entire time that we've been calling him Roger Workman, that's been the spoiler for this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's perfect. That was a bit funny, but I'm glad that he. Well, he she follows Vincent. Is there is there some allegorical connection between this and like some Alice in Wonderland shit 
or like yeah, he chases the bunny rabbit or chases the bunny's foot into the oh. woods to discover this uh, rabbit hole that is the yeah. the Dharma van. I guess could be. Yeah, I don't know if they were thinking that way. And I, uh, uh, when he found Roger, Roger was late. <laughs> Roger was late. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> I like that. So then Hurley runs back to the camp and is like, "Hey, everybody, everybody." I need I need somebody to help me. I need people to help me fix this car. And everyone's like, "Nah." Yeah. No yeah. one gives a fuck. Yeah. Except yeah. for Jim, who doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he just knows that Hurley's yeah. very excited. I, like technically, for the, uh, just the technical technical aspect of this episode, it was fun to see that conversation between Jin and Sun, where she's trying to communicate mm. with them in English, and that kind of sets up for the next scene, which is which is just. It's great. I, I like that. I like what they did there. Where, um, so it wasn't like you, re- you already know that Jin doesn't speak English, but you know, like if you just saw this one episode alone, then you that was a nice little lead in. Yeah, but I was I always like to wonder what Jin is thinking when he has people talking to him in English, because like in this situation, he sees Hurley run out of the woods and get everyone's attention and be real excited, and then everyone's like no and walks away, and then Jin's like oh I guess I'll help, and they go out into the woods, find a van with a dead body in it yeah like, yeah oh you wanted to show me this van yeah not this dead body yeah like, what the fuck didn't rob hubel yeah. pop out of it anyway <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut for rob hubel yeah. fans um yeah that which is which is kind of crazy yeah but it's true like so he we um i wonder if it was like a if it was like a writer's thing because essentially the group that we see at the van today minus charlie is the group that travels back in time and mm. becomes uh, more connected than the rest of the, the Losties, right? Because you got Sawyer, Jin, Hurley. They all travel back in time. Mm-hmm. When Hurley, he goes <sighs> later, though. Oh, he's yeah. A, yeah. He's one of the Oceanic Six. Oh, shit. That's right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Also, uh, Jin travels back in time, but uh, he doesn't travel at the same time. Oh, that's right. He, oh, he yeah. gets into he's they, offshore. They have to find him. Right. Yeah. He's, he's traveling at the same time, just in a different part of the island, and has no oh. idea what's well, going on. Fuck, or he's floating around in the then. ocean. Right? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's right. You guys are correct. <laughs> uh, just all like, remember that time when they all traveled back in time together as friends? Like, no, that, that's a different thing. <laughs> no, it was a very traumatic experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's 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 neat. We get a flashback right after the off island. Oh, we get a flashback off island, and that's where we meet Trisha Takanawa, the episode's namesake. Tanaka. Tra- yeah. Sorry, Tanaka. Trisha Takanawa is from Family Guy. Oh my god, <laughs> the Asian news reporter from Family Guy. <laughs> Guys, I think what we're finding out here is I'm super racist, <laughs> and I do not commit myself to any kind of name remembrance. But also, a yeah. uh, fun fact about uh, Asian reporters named Trisha. Hmm. Uh, in uh, Marvel Comics, one of Beast's ex-girlfriends yeah. was a reporter named Trish Tilby. Oh. And yeah. she was uh, a part Asian. Hmm. Oh, okay. Huh, interesting. I guess there's just something about Asian Trish reporters. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> listeners, if you have a, at your local news place, like an Asian reporter named Trish or Trisha. Or Patricia. Or Patricia. Or uh, Pat. So, yeah. Patty. Anything along those lines. Tweet it, tweet it at, oh, at please us. Oh, tweet a at picture us. or something with, with hashtag Asian Patricia Reporter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be perfect. Or just hashtag Asian Reporter. Yeah, Asian Reporter. That's easier. Yeah. We 
Yeah, we get a we get a comment, y'all. We get a comment in this episode. Episode? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Episode. <laughs> we get a comment in this episode, which is it's a fun spectacle, um, and it, it it plays its way into the whole Hugo curse storyline. Um, that's... Well, one of the uh, things that they mention in that scene with uh, Trisha Tanaka, mm. where she's uh, trying to do the puff piece about uh, winning the lottery, is she's uh, she mentions about how it's like you know it's everyone's dream. What would you do if you won the lottery? Oh, is how that uh, scene starts. So uh, let's ask the question to uh, us. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Um, if I won the lottery, oh man, like. Oh. Uh, hold on. Let me just... This is taking place in Los Angeles, right? Mm. Yes. All right. So let's look up uh, <laughs> California Lottery. While you're doing that, I don't know. I, I've never bought uh, I've never bought a scratchy lotto ticket. No, I've it's never. Fun. Yeah, I want to. Like, just for the fun of it. My Scratchies dad... are way more fun than mm. just regular lotto tickets. Oh, and that too. Like, I see that shows you that I have no knowledge of this. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even know, like, the differential between. My dad usually gets in touch with me. And my dad always goes, I'm playing the lotto, son. Like, and he, he always tells me, like, he uses the same numbers and all that stuff. All right. So my dad's. My dad goes like, "One day, son, I'll win the lottery." Like, yeah, okay, pop. <laughs> That's cool, man. I suppose. all right. The first one that popped up on when I looked up California lottery was Super Lotto Plus, eight million. Oh, is the jackpot. All right, so eight million bucks. Half oh. of that's going to the state automatic, right? Yeah, half so. of that's gone from taxes. Okay, so you got four million dollars to play with. I don't know, man. $4 million can buy you a house here <laughs> or yeah, something. something. Yeah, that was uh, uh, one of the things. When I went up to Vegas uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a lot of uh, the attorneys at my office were like, please come back. Even if you win a lot of money, we don't want you to quit. <laughs> and I said, look, here's the thing. Even if I win like the mega bucks up there and it's just like, oh, man, you got like $6 million. It's just like, all right, so half of that's gone from taxes. And then after that, I'm like, oh, I got $3 million left. I'm going to go ahead and buy my parents a house. And okay, I'm broke now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need to go back to work. So I got health insurance. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's so weird because I, I think if you asked me this question, like maybe a bunch of years ago when I was in my 20s, I would like, I would say, ah, I'd buy a bunch of fun shit. Now I'm in my 30s. I'm such a practical, <laughs> boring thinker. <laughs> I'd just be like, I'd, I'd buy a house and get some equity in it and yeah. then just invest in 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 uh all kinds of boring bullshit yeah, to keep stock and <laughs> fast food and restaurants <laughs> yeah oh uh, you know what i'd want to do with four million dollars i would um oh man i would just i would definitely just pay ballerinas just to be around <laughs> me throughout the day and just do their thing like like that'll that'll just be fun for me uh, uh, just have professional ballerinas, like Russian ballerinas, like from Russia, like the legit kind, and just have them, just like while I'm out at a zip, eh, zippies is weird, when I'm out at a McDonald's or something, just have them following me around, just doing their pirouettes and stuff. That would just that be would fun. Be great. Yeah. David? Actually, I was thinking about this, I think this morning, for some reason, but it was like, oh, I would just go on Facebook every once in a while and just be like, hey, what charity should I give? Ten thousand dollars to right now. Oh my god! Whoever comments first, just give ten thousand dollars to that charity. <laughs> well, what's nice about that yeah. is uh, now you don't even have to wait for people to comment. Just check out whose birthday it is, because <laughs> everyone right, donates yeah. their birthdays to charity now. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been seeing a lot of that. 
Yeah. Yeah. And well, then that works because I, when I see that, if it's a charity that I'm down with, I'll, I'll throw five bucks at it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, that person, for their birthday, I would not have spent any money, <laughs> usually. Yeah. yeah. Most most of the time, I'm donating to charity. Well, I'm not saying most of the time I'm donating to charity, but most of the time, the people who put that up and I donate to their charity, it's just like, I wouldn't have even wished you happy birthday because yeah. I don't give a shit. <laughs> but I do like your charity. Yeah. yeah like, I, I wouldn't have, but man, do I hate ALS. <laughs> <laughs> also, speaking of birthdays, something I was thinking about, because we had to buy a birthday card recently. Was like, his, do you think anyone ever gets a birthday card at the store and then like gets a gift receipt to put in the birthday card, like in case they don't like the card so much that they can get a better one? Like, I'm sorry. Look, I don't, I don't think you can return the uh, the birthday card unless you give it to them unsigned. Yeah, I think you have to just fill out like a post-it note. And yeah, <laughs> you just fill out a post-it note and you just put it in there. Like, this is for you, unless you don't want it, <laughs> then you can get that four dollars and thirty-two cents back. And like that's 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 great. You can but get... also you got to make sure not to seal the envelope. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you just tuck it in. I have that bad. Like I don't know if it's a bad habit, but I have a habit of just tucking in the envelope. And I'm like I don't need to lick this. I'm giving it right to the person. Like if I was giving it to like somebody to give to them, then maybe. Like for your eyes only. Happy birthday. <laughs> what? Like I I totally understand that, and it's it's weird to lick an envelope and make someone have to like work to get it open, but. At the same time, whenever I get one, it feels like when you get like a gift bag instead of like a wrapped gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not as good. <laughs> I do you see. do you ever like lick the wrong part of the envelope, just thinking to yourself like they're gonna have to touch this? <laughs> <laughs> like I just like oh, I hope they get the AIDS that are on my tongue right now. Oh, this is this is a booby trap envelope. <laughs> I just want you guys to remember that for when it's your birthday and I give you a call. <laughs> it's like, which part is safe to touch? You don't know. Uh, like, Maybe I, I licked the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wondered? You ever wondered why this whole envelope feels a little bit moist? <laughs> it's a gross word still. Also, I would buy a house for my parents and a condo for myself. And then I would be broke and I would have to go back to work. Yeah. Because yeah. I live in Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> so I got to pay all those maintenance fees and homeowners yeah. association. Oh, you know what you could do? Yeah. Well, what I would do is I would take that four mil and like maybe buy my mom a house. And then what I would do is I would buy property like in some cheap rat fuck place in the mainland. Um, and I, I won't toss out anywhere specific, but wherever <laughs> is the cheapest, like... In the mainland, you can get a house for like 60K, you know what I mean? I'll just buy a bunch of those and just be some slumlord and just live my <laughs> life out that way. Like, enjoy the $60,000 house, pay me my $400, $500 in rent, yeah. and I just have a steady stream of multiple sources of income. But that also brings like a headache, because then now you got to be like a landlord. Yeah. But then I'd be a slumlord, so it's different. Yeah. I just wouldn't That's give easier. a shit. Yeah. The, the main issue with that is... Uh, the places where you're going to be able to buy up the property super cheap, yeah. uh, there's less people there. Mm. So it's harder to rent your property. It's not like if you bought it like uh, someplace in Hawaii where like you, you buy a building and you're just like, okay, I got uh, you know 10 apartments in this building. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Also, oh. if you uh, decide that you want to do that, uh, but you don't want the headache of being uh, in charge of that property, they have property management companies. Oh, okay. So the thing is, you can hire them, 
and then they'll advertise mm. to get people to live there. They will take care of uh, uh, processing the payments for rent. They will take care of when maintenance needs to happen and all that stuff. I want yeah. that. Like, I don't want to do jack shit. Right. I just mm-hmm. wanna. I just wanna be the owner in name only. Yeah. Like, I just want the money. You yep. take care of all the other stuff. Right. And, and I like, found one company that does that, where uh, they work off a percentage rather than a flat rate. <laughs> oh shit! So the thing is, if it's not being rented. They're not getting paid. Sir, so you are very well interest. researched yeah. in this. Yeah, that was uh, something that I really wanted to do uh, when I first started uh, uh, bribing my friends in California <laughs> to buy me lottery tickets. And eventually I realized I'm never going to win that. <laughs> but you had a plan, like exactly <laughs> yeah, how I, to approach I this. I totally had a plan because I was just like, this is how I'm going to continue to make money. That's amazing. With my money. I'm going to make the money work for me. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, uh, we getting back to the island. On island, we get uh, well, we get like we mentioned, we get excited. Hugo and everybody asks, like, why do we need to start a car um, before Jin and you know everybody goes out there? Sorry, just kind of finds him out there because he's looking for his stuff, which mm-hmm. we get kind of a resolution to in the last episode that we watched. But um, but yeah, he's just looking for his missing shit, which includes a bottle of scotch, which okay. is drank by. Um, Desmond and uh, Charlie, Charlie and one other person and Hurley. Oh, and Hurley. Oh, okay. Because he's asked who's the third person, and they look at each other, and then, and then it immediately smash cuts to Hurley. Yeah. Oh, which they they sold him out pretty easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Desmond was pretty honest. Like he didn't yeah. lie. He was just all like, "Sorry, brother, I drank a thing or whatever," which is I guess is it's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah the scotch is gone. Oh. Yeah, it's weird that when Hurley. It was like, oh, let's go fix up this car. Everyone was like, no, we got other things to do, like get bananas. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what else are you doing? Yeah. yeah. The same thing happened to Claire when she was like, oh, let's catch a bird. And it was like, no, we got better things to do. Like, yeah. We got to yeah. get more bananas. Like, guys, do you know how busy life is yeah. on this island? I feel like that's kind of, this is just me being wonky about it. I don't think this is anything that the show is trying to say, but that's like life in general. Like people are presented with an opportunity to do like, you know, things that are against the grain or against the norm but people are so absorbed in their daily their daily drollings you know what i mean like and in this particular case they're in this weird island society and that that function still holds true and i guess that's maybe a human thing where it's just like no i can't do that i have to get up and do my nine to five and go to work and pay my bills have have you ever been presented with an opportunity to do something crazy and you were like, uh, but I gotta go to work today. Man, um, one that comes to mind would probably be, oh, like, um, oh, like, I remember, no, actually, I'm, I can't think of one at the moment. I, I, I thought I had one, but. David? Um, what I think about is, like, every once in a while, like, Hawaii Five O will call me to do, be, be an extra, and they'll give me, like, two days notice, and I'm like, yeah, I have to go into work tomorrow and fill out, like, the leave paperwork to go the next day and I was like that's such a quick turnaround time and I had to talk to people and get this whole thing done where I can just I can just go to work and have my regular scheduled thing that I'm used to instead of having like a whole day of doing getting paid to be on TV even if it's only for half a second mm-hmm. and it's a different thing to do yeah I see I can yeah. see that yeah yeah and yeah I get that because it's a fun different thing right but, and it's, it's yeah but then it's, but it's there, a hassle there's but, like just enough of a hassle yeah. to yeah. make it be like ah. yeah yeah 
I <laughs> I have like this. This is oh my god! I'm start. I'm starting to realize what a boring human being I am. Like I'm like I always have this mildly this mild fantasy where I think like oh we have like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of specialty markets here on the island and I was like man like if I could start like an import export for like that would market to a very specific group that nobody's marketing to like I just get like a like a bunch of macro and combs for the Micronesian community <laughs> you know and like just just start selling that to grocery stores and then I started thinking about all the overhead and, and like having to have a warehouse to store all this shit mm. and paying somebody to drive a forklift which is Maybe maybe that's just maybe that's just me. <laughs> but it's just like AJ has yeah. a AJ has a dream oh, of being yeah. a Micronesia products importer, yeah. and like I just yeah, and you I, have to pay someone to drive that forklift or <laughs> learn how to drive a forklift yourself. And like, yeah, and then I just go fuck it. I'm just gonna go back to my regular job. Yeah. <laughs> this your is... your thing sounds like way more of a hassle than David's. <laughs> <laughs> I dream of building a business that's like that's that's just that's just it's got like a lot of pluses and minuses. But it's just on a grander scale. Yeah, David's just like mm, going to work or not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> but I have to fill out four. Yeah, I have yeah. to set a different alarm for Friday. Yeah, than my normal one. Like it's a whole thing. Yeah, my wife has caught me out on the phone at like six in the morning in bed, like looking at like uh, rubber slipper sales <laughs> in Hawaii. Like, oh man, like, uh, like who? Wait, who? What does Hawaii have that I can sell just myself? off to like and i just go ah fuck it this is uh, i guess the rich are rich for a reason (laughs) like they have the time and the determination to like go do this thing like i I look at it for like 10 seconds and go like that's so much stuff to do (laughs) i'd rather just do my nine to five and then come home and play tekken come on guys every once in a while i think to myself like oh and this this is more like your thing than david's because I had a completely different answer when I thought that we were going to be giving simple answers. <laughs> but my more complex answer is every once in a while I think to myself, I should move to like California or Nevada or something, somewhere close to a Trader Joe's and a post office. Hmm. And then just start importing stuff to Hawaii from Trader Joe's. Oh, oh shit. Because everyone in Hawaii loves shit from Trader Joe's. <laughs> every time you go to the mainland, one of your friends is going to be like, oh... You going to Trader Joe's? <laughs> you pick me up some of those mini peanut butter cups or something like that. Uh, Little wafer crackers. That's awesome. That dried awesome. mango. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've never been in a Trader Joe's. I've never been to a Trader Joe's. It's very popular. Uh-huh. That's incredible. Uh, that's kind of, Well, those are, I guess those are things to get excited about. And we see that Hurley's excited, but... He's, of course, we know that he's not really excited about the car, but probably what the car represents. No, this, 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 this. It represents moment. hope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the theme of this episode. He uh, just wants to get a win. Yeah. Like yeah. he spells it out later in the episode. Right in that speech that he gives to uh, that he gives to to uh, Charlie, yeah. which I thought was hella fun. I I, I have that speech. Here. I want to pull it. up Give for us, us that and speech. I want to pull it up for us. Do do a dramatic reading. Okay. Well, let's see. Dramatic. All right. We'll, we'll do a dramatic. Here we go. Hurley. Look, I don't know about you, but things have really sucked for me lately, and I'm I could really use a victory. I'm, I'm no I'm no I'm no Jorge um, <laughs> Garcia. So let's get one, dude. Let's get this car started. Let's look death in the face and say whatever, man. Let's make our own luck. What do you say? And scene. <laughs> 
I, I like that speech, yeah. but it was fun. Like it was great. It's a fiery Hugo. We yeah. don't seem like that. He's more of the the laid back, chill dude yeah. on the show. But, he, but he, can, he, he can be a passionate man when he's feeling it. Like his mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's where he gets it from. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> she has needs, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seventeen years. Seventeen years uh, worth of needs. Yeah, you that, think they're that's still crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that she was celibate for 17 uh-huh. years. Let's get into that. Like, this is a part of the episode, so this is worth talking about. The the Hugo family dynamic. What's your guys' thoughts on this? This guy disappears for 17 years, and the mom somehow has his number and is able to contact him, and he comes running back as soon as he hears about the lottery right. winnings. Oh, no, but here's the thing. Hugo had the lottery winnings for a while before the dad came back. Yeah. So... Is it just that the mom only just told him about the lottery winnings? Because part of me wondered if he might not just be telling Hugo that he came back only for the money just to appease Hugo. Because, like, Hugo had won the money earlier. And the thing is, word gets around when you win the lottery. Mm -hmm. Like, people start coming out of the woodwork for you. So the thing is, maybe the dad knew already but he was just like, uh, you know, it's not like I, I left. I left him seventeen years ago. Mm-hmm. He's not going to want to see me. Right. Yeah, uh, that's left unexplained, and we don't get an explanation. Well, I, think, I think she says something along the lines of like she she called him to come and like talk some sense into him, so he wouldn't go to Australia and and forget about this curse thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know if that. Uh, so maybe he was waiting for someone to invite him. It was that kind of thing, like you were saying, Chad, where it's like he didn't. He didn't feel like he was welcome. He wasn't really part of this family anymore because he's been gone for, you know, over over half of Hurley's life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 This is this is so. I found this very fascinating. The that like that whole that whole thing, um, where where the dad does come back and um, and and he comes back into the family, but I, I don't know. It, it seems very strange to me that. Like, because Hugo was a child, and he had suffered some emotional scars because of this abandonment. He was eff- effectively yeah. abandoned by his father. Didn't have a dad to teach him how to shave, probably. Didn't have a dad to teach him how to drive his first car, you know. Um, well, you know, he was kind of on the way to that, but that didn't happen. So you're, you, have this, you have this character in David, um, Hugo's father, who is just never around, um, period. Um and also too, like from Hugo's mom's perspective, like here's a here's someone that has abandoned you and your child and left you to go and ride a motorcycle to Vegas and to do God knows what. But then you just accept him back oh, into the family. Oh, what do you guys think he was doing out there? See, yeah, that's unexplained. <laughs> All right. What do you guys think? What do you think, Chad? Uh, I think that he was a really shitty grifter. Oh, ah. <laughs> well, I think he was he was working at uh, like a like a gnarly strip club trying to. You know, be like a barker to get people in, and all the strippers are vampires. You know what I? People. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Here's and what... then he ran into the Gecko Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I think. I think that he left, went to Vegas, met up with another friend, and they just hung out, and smoked weed all day, <laughs> and then just spoke about how Dave wasn't home. <laughs> I, you know, I don't even think that they made it to Vegas. Oh. I think I think that when he met up with his friend, they didn't ever actually leave California. That's ah. that's exactly what happened. Oh, and they... that friend's name was Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. 
oh, if we could have got a Tommy Chong on this on this series. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I think that's the... Because uh, uh, Cheech's name in, in Cheech Chong is just Cheech, right? He's not called anything else? I think I don't know. I think probably. he's just Cheech, yeah. yeah. I wonder. Like, if they gave him that they, name... They might have given him a name in the Corsican Brothers. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think so. I see. I think... I. Do you think that the writers knew that did they were bringing Cheech on for this role? So they they like they did the whole Dave's not home not here man thing, and they used that as the dad's name. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense though. Yeah, it, it does. Yeah, they might have wrote that line once they found out. Yeah, and changed the name and everything. That's incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean, David's they didn't write the line. Name. Yeah, but they might have changed his name. When they found out that it was uh, uh, Cheech. Oh, shit. Like his dad's name was something totally different. Yeah, something more Mexican. Yeah, yeah. his dad's name was spo- was supposed to be like uh, Jorge. No, his name's Jorge. Yeah. No, the, the actor's name's Jorge. Yeah. So so was, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's probably like Cheech. And they're like, oh, crap. It's, it's actually Cheech. And then the people are going to think that he's playing himself, but mm. he's not. It's... Oh, what if, what if uh, the dad's name was supposed to be Tommy Chong? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That would have been hell. And then fun. they're like, oh shit, we hired Cheech Marin? Fuck. <laughs> we definitely have to change it now. That's great. Uh, that's so great. Um, uh, but uh, as far as the relationship goes, it, it's possible that uh, uh, the mom had been in communication with hmm. the dad for years, but you know she didn't talk to Hurley about it because she know she knows how much Hurley was hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that, and and based on um, just the fe- like, I thought that that uh, that cold open was pretty effective because based on um, that young child actor's reactions to Cheech in those scenes, like, oh, I thought we were going to work on this. It seemed like he was disappointed, but it also seemed like he was expectant disappointment. Like this is this mm. is the character of this is what my dad is. My dad is a disappointment. He doesn't fulfill his promises, okay. and that's what the child actor was reacting to but hey man kudos to that child actor because he nailed that shit yeah uh, like you could see he was like all right he was like oh well the grand canyon's gonna be there when we get back and it wasn't like all right dad dad's never lied before we're, we're totally going to the grand canyon as soon as he gets back from vegas mm-hmm. and that doesn't yeah. ever fucking pan out yeah they never go to the grand canyon mm-hmm. yeah also maybe he didn't actually go to vegas Maybe the mom kicked him out of the house because he had like a drug habit or something. And then he just made up the Vegas thing because he didn't want to tell his kid, like, your mom told me that I need to clean up my act before I can see you. And he just never cleaned his act up for such a long time. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm campaigning for Chad Wagle to be a writer on the now not in, in... Production Lost no series. in mean, production series. The fan season of Lost we're going to make? <laughs> I'm actually just rewriting the whole series. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, yeah, I, I could see that totally being the case. But that also presents another question. Would you rather have your son view you as, uh, as an absentee abandoner failure guy? Or would you rather have your son view you as like, some kind of fuck up? Like you get, you get to choose between that. And that's the choice you make. Like the meme says, why not both? <laughs> he could have been a fuck up and he ended up abandoning his family. Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, and that essentially is is it's a it's a it it's a fuck up already, you mm-hmm. know. But like he just continued to fuck up over and over. <laughs> yeah. Why does he go to Vegas? He says he has a job or something. Yep. Yeah. I see. 
Job at the Titty Twister. <laughs> That's what the name was. Uh, but then, yeah. Also, too, maybe this is it's an okay time to make a commentary on this. Like, we see that there's a there's a lot of Jesus imagery in this episode, and there seems to be a lot of that in a lot of the Hugo episodes. The one that we saw previous to this, um, his mother said Jesus isn't a weapon when mm-hmm. he came in trying to like mm-hmm. when he had like was a... it the same gold Jesus? I think so. Oh mm-hmm. shit! Yeah, and then like at, at at this point where they're sitting at the dinner table, <laughs> we get this we get this wonderful line from um, from Cheech where he says, "That's a hell of a Jesus," <laughs> which is a blast beam <laughs> while he's addressing the the Jesus. You know, um, statue that that was that Hugo had made for his mother. Um, but th- what the point that I'm trying to get to is like the the idea of religion and the religious. It's 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 all it's all fine. But this is to me, in my opinion, and I don't know how you guys feel about this. Like this, and I already have my own past shit with this stuff. But like the idea that the uh, that this woman is a, she seems like a religious woman. We could see that she covers the ears of Jesus, and she honors her vows, her wedding vows, and and doesn't marry another person. I can imagine that uh, they don't say it explicitly, but I would imagine that their religion would probably be Catholicism, right? And that's like, what you would assume because yeah. you know Mexican, right. right? And with with that in mind, there's no divorcing, there's no divorce or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just. You stay married to the person that you're married to. 17 long years, you don't see your husband or whatever, and then he just comes back, and you're just cool to welcome him back into your life. And not only that, back into your bed, you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And it's like this religious stuff. Oh, I just find it a little heartbreaking that, you know, that, that someone hasn't been there for you or your son, but you're just willing to get him back into yeah. bed. I, I, I'm, I'm just, that's yeah. all my own She must have been thing. really horny. <laughs> She really wanted yeah. it. The the uh, the story that I had created uh, that uh, <laughs> you were like super into. It's like uh, I I had sort of uh, painted uh, Cheech as possibly the bad guy of that story. Okay. What if it's not a drug problem that she's like exiling him from the house from? What if he's like bisexual or something, ah. or he's gay and he was trying that not to that be? Weird oh. blonde wig he's wearing. <laughs> And she's just like, no, but we got married. And he's like, no, but I like dudes. I like you too. I like it all. I like both. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. See, that's... And that's why he went to Vegas. Because yeah. he was just like, where's the most uh, debaucherous place I could go? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm liking this lost even yeah. more and more with every... <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with everywhere. With gay Cheech. Yeah. With gay Cheech Marin, folks. Oh, oh shit! That would have been. Is there Cheech and Chong fan fiction on that site? We found that fan fiction. From? I guarantee. I bet you there is. There's I, something I don't necessarily know if it's on that site, but I can guarantee you that there is some uh, Cheech and Chong slash fiction <laughs> somewhere on the internet. Yeah, it's just them smoking a J and then just getting really like curious. we thought about it, so now it exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that called? The rule of something. It's one of the rules of the internet. Uh, <laughs> It's a 30-something rule. I don't remember. I want to say 36. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 34? All right, well... If it exists, there's porn of it. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of, like, addendums to that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but if you you know where any Cheech and Chong uh, fan fiction or porn is, tweet it at us. Yeah. With hashtag Cheech and Dong. 34. It is rule 34. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So that's like any porn that can exist does exist. Is that the general thing? Yeah. 
That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like the human mind can think of like a jillion different kinds of porn and no cures for cancer. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, they're trying, but yeah. Well, that's a lot more complicated. Yeah, that is con- com- more complicated than just like thinking of like, what if Cheech and Chong did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. There's more steps involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can try to cure cancer and fail, but you can't try to make Cheech and Chong fan fiction and fail as long as you write something. That's true. With I'm doing it in it. I don't know, man. There's a lot of fan fiction on the internet that could be considered fail. Oh, man. I just... Okay, here it is, internet. I just want to see Thanos with a gauntlet full of dicks. Can we... Is that a thing? That's got to be a yeah, thing. The Dickfinity gauntlet? Oh, shit. That's incredible. Like, right off the dome. You are a god, sir. Um, Back on island, we, we get a little bit of Sawyer and Kate in the woods. Sawyer start, steps on a dart. Does... Oh, yeah. I guess... Um, we already heard in in uh, the episode after this that they found a ping pong table in the woods or pieces of it. So I guess we're supposed to take that this is just debris from the hatch or what we'll come to find out to be the hatch. Yeah, the hatch was just full of like basement games. Yeah, apparently it seems yeah. like the, the it hatch... was just like a seventies like uh, kid cave. Yeah, yeah like it's a like, rumpus room. It's a fucking happening place yeah. in that hatch. They got darts. They got fucking ping pong tables. He was, whoever is down there wasn't yeah. doing so badly. It's probably a lava lamp somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Giant bong. Yeah. yeah, well, this scene, get, well, we get a chance to do more um, more character development or interaction between those two characters, which we already know, and we already know what kind of people they are. Where, um, what was really interesting in that scene for me is uh, there's there's a moment where Kate says, all you have to do is say you're sorry. And we can go back to the way it was. Sawyer's just like, I ain't got nothing to apologize for. Yeah. And it's really interesting because like, we know how strong his feelings are for Kate. But whatever it was that he did, like he believed in so much that he's just like, no, no, I believe in this more than I like you. Wow. Yeah. I, it makes me really curious be? as yeah. to what it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. That's a, that's a good point. I can't even remember at this point in, in what it what it was we'll find out soon i'm assuming it's going to be something about how they left hmm yeah we we that is kind of a cute scene because um sawyer starts delving into his past saying he stayed homesick with mono once and watched a bunch of little house on the prairie he said he stayed homesick in second grade right something like that i think so isn't mono uh the kissing disease yeah Mm -hmm. homeboy was getting it on in the second grade (laughs) It's always been a, a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and this is like pre-death of his parents, probably. So he was probably even more like. Yeah, I wonder if it was or not. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> I guess we wouldn't know, but yeah, he was slaying it with the ladies in the mm-hmm. second grade. And um, uh, Kate mentions, "Oh, you call it Little House? <laughs> <laughs> what does she call it? I call it kind of Little House, right? Why? Well, I, I, I think, think that title. I think that like, well, uh, for someone who's not familiar with it, you would just." Used the whole title, yeah. Little House on the Prairie. I feel like that happened to like a like, real writer. Yeah. Like she, she's I, I throwing shade at Sawyer. Like, oh, you're a fan <laughs> of that show that you call it Little House. Yeah. 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 And then we get a chance to see Kate do what she always does. Is she, um, in this moment where Sawyer gives a little bit more of his history to her, she, she, 
she kind of doesn't she doesn't she doesn't really accept it graciously she kind of just goes what are we doing and then <laughs> then the scene kind of like falls off a cliff or it just becomes this thing where um she kind of starts to run emotionally from this conversation or she kind of just kind of ends it well that's what i took away from it from 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 that because like yeah, it seems sweet up until she just asked yeah. the question what are we what are we doing like why are we talking about this we need to find jack and she's always in that state of frenzy of like needing to get someplace or find someone so she doesn't have to confront her own shit yeah, and in this, in this episode, she has to go find someone to help them find the other's camp. So they go to find uh, Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just there doing crane kicks. Uh, in the Still woods. hasn't learned how to sweep yet. <laughs> yeah. Actually, in this episode, it's, it's Danielle Russo. <laughs> yeah. We, we've been saying that joke for so long, I honestly thought that her first name was Daniela. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it was, then it would be perfect. Yeah. Sense. Because then it would really be Daniela Russo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that uh, made me almost tear up a little bit at the end when, when Kate was talking about how, why Russo should help him. Because she's like, oh yeah, the, the, the others are going to keep me there and probably kill me. But then the, the girl that, that helped save me was a 16-year-old girl named Alex. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. You see, you see uh, Russo's reaction to that, which is... Which is shock, and then we end our episode there. Um, that's the end of the that's the end of the episode. Uh, but we before we even ended there, we haven't even talked about the car starting. The car starts. Oh yeah. Um, and I've got a bunch of questions. About this. <laughs> this car has been there since like before Rocky Three, maybe Rocky Two. Yeah, that's that's even. by Hurley's estimation. <laughs> How long has this car been sitting out there with, with since the day of the purge? Ben Linus's father is in the driver's yeah. seat. So that was Ben Linus's birthday, like oh, that's right, like sometime in his twenties, I think. So, so that's yeah, it's got to be like what well over twenty years. Here's yeah. my question. Now, I know that the show was kind of just you know going wherever it went. I don't think they really had a plan at this point. But put that on if we put that on the shelf, um, and we know what we know about this show, that car, that vehicle, that van driving down a hill and then starting at the last moment a vehicle who hasn't started in several years is this a divine jacob thing do you think jacob is the one who starts this car who starts this vehicle because this car shouldn't by all reasonableness yeah. should not be able to start at all the battery is probably fucked to hell yeah. the gasoline no we know we don't know how old that shit right. is yeah it's probably turned carburetor up. alternator everything yeah. anything Just the tires themselves would have rotted away in the jungle yeah yeah, it might even like I'm surprised that none of those tires are flat. And mm-hmm. You know that they're they're probably like overgrown with moss and yeah. whatever. So is this a divine Jacob intervention that saves the life of Charlie and Hurley, the potential yeah. leaders of the island? If, it, if it's not yeah. Deus Ex Machina, it is uh, just the fucking writers Ex yeah. Machina. <laughs> like <laughs> it's just like oh, we just want to show that there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I like to think one of the others, like Carl, he's been going out there. Like every week, tuning it up. Yeah, he he doesn't have a dad to help him fix his car, and he doesn't know what he's doing. But he's still trying to clear out the weeds from inside the the battery, and like he's would, trying to keep it. Working. I would love to see that episode. <laughs> like that would be fucking phenomenal. I would love that. You could like do so much with that too. Like it's just the Carl character fixing that car, yeah. and then just yeah, yeah, old Carl. Then, then one day he just shows up and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, this is Van. It, it represents, you know, hope and, uh, and this victory for Hurley. And the next time we see it is when he uses it to kill that guy. Oh, yeah. And that car still turns over <laughs> yeah. for that murder scene, <laughs> which happens, what, in the finale? Yeah, the season. Yeah, I think that, so. Okay, you know what that makes me think of? This is very weird, but go with me here for a second. Like, uh, it makes me think, you know when you have, like, um, like video games, like especially fighting-type games, and, like, they maybe introduce a character, and the character has, like, one special fight move, and that's, like, his signature thing. I feel like if Hurley was in a fighting video game, like, his signature uh, special move mm. would be to, to hit people with the van. <laughs> so, I don't know yeah, why. The van just comes up. From off screen, it just runs into you. Runs yeah, over. yeah, it's like uh, in a system, Marvel versus Capcom. Exactly, yeah. right, right. It's like it's like watching um, it's like watching Jill from Resident Evil like summon a zombie <laughs> or something. You're like, oh, that's the thing she does, or or she doesn't really summon them, but that's a thing from the thing that she was a part of. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. So Hurley's yeah. thing. Would... Now I really want like a lost fighting game. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, fuck yeah, that'd be incredible. Oh man. Oh, that would be the most weirdest yeah. thing and kind of useless, but also awesome at the same time. It'd be, what would be really great about it is like uh, before you get into like the final bosses and everything, like in the back of every screen, there's Nikki and Paulo. <laughs> oh, shit. Like they're just like background characters. Yeah. And then uh, one level, like after after you win, then Nikki and Paulo walk into the foreground and you have to fight them. <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, you give me some, all right, give me some Scott Pilgrim versus the world graphics and a bunch of like uh, lost characters. Uh, Jack's special move would be something like a scalpel and then like his special finisher. Oh, is it like a full on fighting game or is it a side scroll and beat him up? Okay, well, ah. let, let's, let's put, the, let's put the, the Scott Pilgrim thing on the side. We'll just go Street Fighter or Marvel's Capcom style yeah. or whatever. We'll have, we'll have Jack with like a scalpel and then like his special move would be like we'll see a bunch of x rays or like something of somebody's spine <laughs> before he <laughs> destroys them. Kate would probably yeah. be burning somebody to death in the house. <laughs> Yeah. While they sleep, yeah. While they sleep, yeah. So you just see Z's coming out of the character, <laughs> and that's her her finishing move. So yeah, uh, listeners, send us your uh, lost character finishing moves <laughs> with hashtag uh, uh, Lost Fighter. Lost Fighter Fighter. Lost Fighter. <laughs> lost You'll combat. get caught up in the Lost Fighter. The Lost Street Fighter. <laughs> that's kind of like the Last Star Fighter, but. The totally Lost different. Street Fighter. Oh, shit. All right. We, we get yeah. that. Um, perfect. It's time to start wrapping up. Do a quick uh, Easter egg corner. Like, uh, like AJ was saying, Three Dog Nights uh, Shambhala is the song that we open with with Hurley and Cheech. And then it's also the song that's playing in the van. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And the next time we see it, it'll be somebody driving that van around in the 70s. Ah. Yeah. We think uh, Cheech and Hurley's their old house in the flashback in the beginning. That's somewhere in Kalihi, it looks like. That's what we think. We yeah. could be wrong. Yeah. It looks yeah, it looks like esque Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to have to film a place that looks like it's full of Mexican people, it would be <laughs> Or Waipahu. Or Waipahu. Yeah. And then uh, he gives them that candy bar. It's not an Apollo bar. It's something else. I can't tell what it is. Yeah, neither could I. I mean, the actual candy bar is a crunch bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we can't tell what fake rapper is on there. Is this the? Did they not like establish the lore of the show at this point, or was it like, yeah, if we're doing bar, if we're doing candy bars, it's got to be an Apollo bar. Yeah, it's either, it's either they they hadn't introduced Apollo bars yet, or 
the Apollo bars they had on set that day maybe melted or something, so someone had to run, run and grab something else. That would be amazing. I want to hear the story yeah. from that PA. Or it was a new guy in the art department. He, oh, shit. He didn't know, and he just made a fake candy bar. Mr. Lindelof, if you could <laughs> please, sir, let us know what happened on the day of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you got to know. It's a mystery. That's the real mystery of love. Trisha Tanaka is dead. Yeah. So, uh, we see Roger Workman. Uh, when Kate and Sawyer, they finally make it out of the jungle and then come back on the beach. They come around that bush that everyone always comes around when they return to the beach. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I fucking didn't even think of that. Yeah, yeah that's right. It, they always come around that fucking same corner. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the, the keys has a uh, lucky rabbit's foot on it. That's what I got. Yeah, so Easter eggs. Perfect. Uh, that's great. Um, well, thank you, folks, for sticking around with us for another episode of uh, What's Up With That, Bro? Again, this was Season 3, Episode 10. Trisha Takanaka. Oh, shit. <laughs> Trisha Tanaka is dead. Yeah. Oh, what, what's the next episode? Um, next episode that we're going to be considering next week is actually entitled Stranger in a Strange Land, Season 3, Episode 9. Stranger in a Strange Land. Mm, stranger in a Strange Land. Odd. Uh, I think it's going to be about them escaping mm. from uh, from from the others. That but sounds about right. Stranger in a Strange Land. What the? F- All right. So it is. If it's about them escaping, it's got to be either about Jack, Kate, or Sawyer, because Kate and Sawyer are the two that escape. Mm. Jack stays back at camp. So which one of them? Went somewhere and became a stranger in a strange... Uh, it's what Kate ended up in Australia for. Oh, oh okay. okay. All right. All right. So stay tuned for that, yeah, um, I guess we listeners. Heard. That's what the flashback yeah. is. It's Kate getting to Australia. Yeah, because she's not Australian. She doesn't have the accent. Yeah. We never really know what she was doing in Australia. So, yeah. Uh, we, we will after next episode. Yeah. Or <laughs> I'll have gotten it wrong like I do most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right perfect um next segment before we close up anybody getting lost in anything in particular yeah um oh I was, uh i was getting lost in the good place that show oh nice which is basically lost did they did they put up season two yet i don't know i just finished season one. Oh man that's all season they have one on was so good yeah i think season two is available on hulu probably i don't think the whole thing is oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. i think that it's only like the most recent five oh, episodes no. oh. i hate when they do that oh that's weird yeah because i remember trying to watch it right after i finished the the first the first season and it was just like oh yeah no we're on mid-season break right now uh, so you can watch uh episodes uh, uh six through eleven uh, and it's like god damn it oh weird well if you have like a cable subscription nobody really has those anymore but if you have those you could probably pull it up on your cable subscriber yeah. app on your something. on-demand on your on-demand no on- you can't you can't it was oh. the same six episodes oh, oh fuck me then what the hell that's so weird. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we're not encouraging you to BitTorrent or uh, <laughs> or illegally stream The Good Place. But if you just so happen to yeah. find those if episodes. If you know somebody that happened to DVR them, just go over to their house and <laughs> watch those episodes. When you get to season two. Yeah, break into their house at night while they're sleeping, watch The Good Place, and then break out. Like, break in through one window, break out through another, get your good place fix and you're uh-huh. good yeah no harm no foul except for the broken glass and you know you yeah and then uh when when they step on the broken glass when they find it the next day they're just gonna yell shirt anyway <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Yeah. What are you guys getting lost in? I've uh, I've recently uh, I finally figured out how to run uh, Fallout Three on Windows Ten, mm. uh, which uh, has been a problem before. So I'm finally uh, replaying it after like I think seven years ago was the last time I tried to replay it. Uh, some of my friends have criticized me like, "Why aren't you playing New Vegas?" That is a superior Fallout game, and I'm like, you are correct. But I've replayed <laughs> New Vegas much more recently. Ah, okay. Uh, good. I, I haven't played New Vegas, but I do like the Fallout series a lot. It's so much fun. I still mm. haven't played 4 yet either, but I'm waiting for like probably Black Friday. Maybe I'll buy it. Ah. Are you going to play 76? Uh, I, I don't know. I need to find out more about it because... If it's something where it's like, oh yeah, it's an MMO with like yeah. uh, survival stuff where you're like trying to build things, but people can just like come by and random murder you, then I don't want to fucking play it. Yeah, I see. All right, well, um, going in the the vein of of David here, I've also been getting lost in another show that's kind of like Lost is Westworld. So Westworld mm. is having its season finale um, soon. It's probably but, already happened. Yeah, it's probably already happened by the time you guys hear this, but. Um, yeah, second season of, of Westworld. Oh man, I've been I've been digging it. I've been obsessed over it. And the crazy thing is, like, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a perfect show. I don't think it's a great show, but it's it's um, it's got all the things that turn my gears. Which is it's it's a, basically a mystery box show, similar to what we're watching in Lost. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of elements of that. But and it's got Paulo in it too. Yeah. Yeah, there's Paulo is in there. Um, uh, uh, We've got uh, Hiroyuki. Uh, I can't remember his last Kari name. Hiroyuki Tagawa. Yeah, he's also in it. So we've seen him. Oh, because it's like a samurai world in the second season. Right? There's there's a yeah. shogun world. Yeah. So there's so essentially I, I don't want to give away too much, but there's it's a it's a park. Uh, Westworld is a park. Michael Crichton is a big fan of writing about parks, <laughs> I guess. And uh, but yeah, so Westworld is a park, but it's one of multiple parks that they have in this place. Uh-huh. So. There's not only Westworld, there's other places, and one place that we get a chance to visit this season is Shogun World. So there's a bunch of shit that happens oh, in so this show. There might be like another park that they concentrate on next season. Jurassic World. Ooh. No, I don't know. <laughs> but that'll be amazing if they did. But yeah, so set in the distant future. Uh, you guys you guys know what it is. It's a big enough thing. But Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. there's robots. They... they talk about reality and what makes people human yeah so yada yada yeah so I think you can see uh, evan rachel woods bush uh, yeah probably um yeah there's there's that so um it's 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 uh, akin to like probably shows like battlestar galactica which we haven't done but we might cover yeah. on this podcast at some point in the in future another year yeah so there's is um so there's that but essentially yeah it's just it's just your standard fare what is robots what does it mean to be human why are humans and robots different uh ex do they question reality oh yeah that's like one of the that's one of the first that's that that's like the intro of the show is like have you ever questioned the nature of your reality so um but yeah uh fun show great show and uh it's it's dense i find it really dense and like the creators of the show jonah nolan and lisa joy uh brother of um chris nolan uh, the of of dark knight fame is doing a great job Uh, also i think um i would have likened it a lot to like the other nolan movie the prestige like Mm -hmm. um i think that was more like it had a lot of jonathan nolan heavily involved in, in in the making of it um it, there's a lot more of that 
If, um, if you haven't watched The Prestige, you, you should definitely watch it. It's a really fun show. Uh, Batman and Wolverine uh, have a magic fight <laughs> over uh, Black Widow and uh, Alfred. Yeah, yeah. There you go. It's it's all in there, you guys. You go to you you'll see it, and you'll be like, yeah, yeah. This is this is my jam. So yeah. So uh, Westworld season two and uh, Good Place and Fallout. Yeah. So that's what we got going on. That's it for us. But that doesn't have to be it for you. You can come find us on our various social media sites. Um, one of the one that you can probably have easy access to is our Instagram, which is what up uh, what bro pod, and then our Twitter, what bro pod. And uh, all of our other stuff, but those are those are two of the ones yeah, that I'll throw up. Those two, and then uh, you can find us on Facebook. Just search for "What's Up with That Bro" podcast, and uh, send us an email at "What's Up with That Bro" podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> or you can just look at our website, which probably has links to all of that at "What's Up with That Bro" dot com. Yeah. yeah, and if you want to find Chad personally, you can find him at uh, my website negative one dot net, or you could look for AJ on Twitter at any of his zero zero three. Or you can find David at... Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Twitter at DKJ Comedy. Yeah, that's all the plugs we got for you. Yeah, so um, we're looking forward to the next episode, Stranger on a Strange Land. Yeah. Join us for that, folks. We love you. You don't want to miss that one. Until the next episode. Yeah, yeah to the next episode. Also, did I mention that we love you? Because that's not a weird thing yeah. to say to our, our, our people. I love you! <laughs> Guys, I desperately love you, and I want you to love me back so badly. <laughs> Nothing like being a desperate person yeah. that wants love. Anyway, um, that notwithstanding, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Get lost.